I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. For episode 10, we'll be reviewing two beers from Texas Leaguer Brewing in Missouri City, Texas. First up will be Knuckle Bonk, followed by Two Hopper. And normally this is the time where we do our announcements, corrections, apologies. We don't have any of those. So instead we thought we'd talk about a road trip we took recently, trying out two different breweries in very North Texas. Yeah, we, uh, I guess it was last week, we drove up to uh, both Gainesville and Nakona. Uh, we started out in Gainesville and stopped off at Crutes Brewing. Which is in downtown Louisville, right by the farmer's market. Gainesville. Gainesville. A little bit north Sorry, of Louisville. Sorry, I, I don't know why I said Louisville. It's in downtown Gainesville. Um, it was a fantastic place. Like I said, it's by the farmer's market. There's lots of food trucks lined up, lots of different food trucks. Yeah, it's one of those things that if you uh, haven't been up to Gainesville recently, I strongly urge you. There's the Frank Buck Zoo on the opposite side of the interstate. And uh, certainly um, we noticed that you could make it a family uh, event that uh, crews, at least during the day, daytime yes. hours, was very family friendly. Yes, there was a large family that came in. Lots of stuff for the kids to do. Cornhole, pool, uh, not like... Billiards. Yeah, billiards. Yeah, we'll say that's class here. But um, more importantly, when we got there, we uh, we both tried a flight. Yes. And uh, they none of them, none of them disappointed. No, that was a great brewery. And I think you were saying the expectations weren't as high for this one. And they went well above. I mean... Significantly I'm exceeded. Ready to go back up there at any point. It was so good. The beers were great. And just quick note: beyond those food trucks outside, I don't know that I'd actually be uh, utilizing those no. simply because the food they were producing on the inside out of their kitchen looked absolutely yes. fabulous. We only had an appetizer. We split. Uh, what was it? An onion ring tower, and that was phenomenal. It was. It was. It was top notch. Yes, and uh, besides the beer. Uh, one of the other things they have, they have, they do a lot of other things. Right. Um, they had um, moonshine, uh, apple pie moonshine. They also had peach cobbler. The apple pie moonshine is actually what we ended up taking home. Yeah, we both walked out of there with yes, a, a uh, mason, mason jar. jar. Yes, and uh, it's some of the best I've had. They 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 do all of that in house. So I also got my wife a, I guess they called it what a beer garita. Right. It was and, sort of a mixed beer, mixed drink with beer and elements of a margarita, a couple of different flavors. We both tried those, and although I didn't purchase any, certainly it, oh, it was worthy. Right up my wife's alley. She loves that, and uh, the, they juiced it there. It's all fresh. Uh, it was fantastic. And then we drove on to Nakona, which, which is what? Straight west of Gainesville on Highway 82. About, uh, I guess, 25 miles or so. And it's uh, the brewery is actually in the old Nakona Boot Factory. And so there's a lot of history there. A massive amount of square footage. Yes. They had several, I guess, uh, concert halls that uh, just for live music, a great, looked like a phenomenal venue for something like that. We happened to go on a midweek, uh, you know, afternoon. So it was fairly quiet. Yes. But uh, we enjoyed the beer there, too. Uh, we did. Um, I it, All of the ones that I had there were fantastic. We, did, again, did a couple of flights. 
uh, tried different things, was not disappointed by any of them. But that is a place I really want to check out on a weekend. A Saturday night concert. They have live music. I think their website said every Saturday. Yes. Yes. And Uh, so, yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree that uh, especially, you know, if and when COVID is a thing of the past, a Saturday night up in Nakona looks like a whole lot of fun. It it does. Um, Crutes was a little more, I guess, intimate. I don't want to say intimate, but it was smaller. Right. And so even though there were there was about the same amount of people, I would say. Yes. It it just seemed more the Kona was just so big that with only a few people in there, it was kind of Dead. Uh, yes, that would be a good word. But again, what are you there for? The beers. Yes. The beers were great. And and not to go back to Cruz's, but I do want to say the the people there. Uh, went above and beyond. Yeah, they were very. Uh, the very manager nice. or the owner, owner was was wonderful. Talked to us for a long time. Crutes, uh, they basically forced samples on us. Not that we were fighting that, and so uh, I, I just we didn't say no, no, not at all. And I just want to say, especially, uh, not that the staff at Dakota wasn't good, but but Crutes just went above and beyond. Very very impressive. So if you're yeah. up. Close to Oklahoma, going to the casinos, uh, stop off in Gainesville, stop off in Nakona. They're both worth the time and the drive. Anything else you've been drinking, Talk, other uh, than that road trip? Well, I, I wanted to talk about a pl- another place that I went. Um, if you are in Dallas for the next month, I believe, uh, two bars down in Dallas, uh, High Fives and the Whippersnapper, have turned into a Simpsons-themed... Uh, Pop up. Oh my. The high fives is a crusty burger, and <laughs> the crusty burger was great. The whippersnapper is most tavern. Oh, that must be. That's um, my wife and I went with a couple of friends, me and my friend. We went in costume to the shame of our wives, uh, but it was worth it. I went as king sized Homer, he went as Duff Man. Uh, well worth it. They have a flaming Mose, a little Lisa's slurry, um, all the things, a squishy. Uh, a Duff beer, all the things you want from a Simpson themed pop up. So if you're in Dallas, check it out. Even if you're not, look at it online. It, it's worth uh, just looking at. They did a great job. Jim, what about you? What are you drinking? Well, beyond the road trip, uh, been actually uh, my wife and I, as uh, we've just pro- progressed through the summer, we've been looking for a Texas craft brewery Mexican style lager. And, and I think we might have found one that we really both agreed this is really, really well done. It's uh, by RAR. It's uh, out of Fort Worth. It's called Adios Pantalones. Oh, that is a great beer. That is a great name. Too. Yes, it is. But yes, it more is. more importantly, it's a very good beer. And, and the other, uh, other six-pack I just I, I happened upon down at an HEB was uh, National Standard. By Tupps Brewing out of McKinney. It's uh, a golden ale. It, uh, I, I need to try a few more, but it may be approaching, uh, well, minimally, it's approaching that top three list. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't tried it. We need to. I know both of these breweries are on our list to review yeah, they're, at they're some point in the in near the future. future. So definitely one. I, I definitely want to try that national standard. Uh, I know you gave me one, so I'll be trying that Eventually. very soon. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, like we said, we we're talking this week about uh, 
Texas League Brewery down in Missouri City, which is near Houston. Uh, it was started in 2017. Uh, they have both a brewery and a beer garden that they call the Beer Park. It looks like a really fun place. Uh, yeah, just a little bit of background probably is a good starting point. Um, one of the things, if you're if you're unfamiliar with Texas Leaguer Brewing, or just even the term Texas Leaguer, everything you'll see, everything, uh, both the names of their beers, when you go to their website, this is, uh, it's, it's clearly very, very obvious. There is a love and passion for beer, as well as a love and passion for baseball. A Texas Leaguer. Tuck, what is a Texas Leaguer? Uh, Texas Leaguer, um, the term comes from the Texas League, which has been around for over a century. Um, it's actually played in quite a few states, uh, including Arkansas. That's what I grew up watching was actually the Texas League. A Texas Leaguer itself refers to a hit that dribbles through the infield into the outfield. Yeah, it, or, or yeah, it could be um, just a, a, it's, it's a poorly hit ball that turns into a base hit, whether it's just a little bloop over the infielder's head or just it dribbles through, finding the right little spot to go through the infielders between two infielders. But it's just, it's a poorly hit ball that ends up in a base hit. And uh, if, you've, if you're not familiar with Texas League Baseball, it's got a great history. It's got some really fun things. Like I said, I grew up watching it. Um, I don't want to get too much, but I have seen Captain Dynamite, a man who blows himself up uh, between double headers. Uh, clearly, he doesn't die. Um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but back uh, to the brewery. Just see him once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about uh, at the beer park itself? The the beer park. They have food trucks. They have concerts. Uh, this is I love this. They have farm system Fridays. A uh, farm system for those of you who aren't familiar with baseball would be your minor leagues. Um, it's when they release their small batches. So I think it's every Friday, every other Friday. They have Farm System Friday. You can try the new stuff, what's going to be coming out. I love that. Yeah, that's fantastic. How about their beers, Tuck? What what beers are their uh, their standards? They have a great selection of beer. I've tried quite a few of them simply because they have baseball-related. I love baseball. As we're recording this, I'm about two days away from my beloved Cubs probably being broken up, trading deadlines in two days. Rizzo, Bryant... Sorry to hear that, Tuck. I know you aren't. All right. Um, anyway, the beers. Uh, they have Airmail, a blonde ale. That, I think, was their basic standard blonde ale. It's very good. They have the 643 Belgian Pale Ale. Jim, what's a 643? That's a double play, shortstop, second to, to first. Very good. They have the Czech Swing, which is a Pilsner, and the Two Hopper IPA, which uh, I wanted to bring up both of those together. We're doing the Two Hopper simply because when they release them with different uh, hops in them, they actually refer to it as the DH hops, which stands for designated hitter. You know, I, I can't let you go past this. You just wanted to gloss over the check swing, which apparently is never a strike if you're from San Francisco, but you know. And I should also say it is spelled C-Z-E-C-H, so check. Yes, also a, that is beautiful. Yes, uh, the Knucklebach, which we're reviewing. The Three Up, Three Down Imperial IPA. Nice. The Leaguer, which is just their New England IPA. The Ephus, which is a tropical fruit beer, and they kind of changed the fruit. Uh, I believe it's a mango 
right now. And do you want to explain what an ephus is? Well, an ephus is a, a pitch. Uh, initially, well, Rip Sewell is giving credit for developing the ephus pitch. It's a pitch that, uh, well, it best probably most closely resembles a slow pitch softball throw in that the pitcher, the throwing overhand, uh, throws the ball and it will uh, have hang time. Yes. You could call a fair catch. Yes. Potentially. Um, mixing there. Mixing. And the last one, I love this. And I, I haven't seen this, but I would love to uh, to try it out. They actually produce a root beer, which, of course, they call... The Little Leaguer, <laughs> which is great. That is. That is. On to reviewing our first beer. Knucklebock. Which, of course, is their play on a knuckleball. Yes. On a particular pitch that uh, is rarely thrown today, but... Uh, Knucklebock has an ABV of 6.4% and an IBU of 12. Tuck, you want to briefly describe uh, the can? Yes, the can has a... Sorry, I had to reach over and grab it. The can has a pitcher on it, which is, like we said, the knuckleball is a pitch. It is a very strange pitch. You don't have any spin on it. The more spin you have, the less it moves. It almost defies. Yeah, it, the idea of a knuckleball, just very quickly, is you uh, you throw it in such a manner that uh, you release it with your knuckles, extending those, and it produces minimal spin, and then it sort of tumbles at the very end, and so it's difficult to hit. That's and the idea. Each one's different. If you want to read more about it, read the yeah. baseball classic Ball Four. Greatest book ever written. All right. Um, but the can is sort of, it's a golden color. A sepia tone. Okay. Well, I, I like that. It, it's an old school baseball player. Um, it says it's a German style dark lager, um, a Texas pastime. And I believe we have that on all Texas Leaguer yes. um, beers. But uh, anything else about the can? Um, I like it. He's got a high leg kick, which again, like a knuckleball, you don't see much anymore. Um, definitely baseball themed. You can tell it right away because the colors, it's a very, um, I don't want to say flat, but it's its all almost the same color. Right. Uh, harking back to like an old picture you'd see of, of you know, the Babe Ruth and I would era. Say just one more thing that, that really, to me, stands out. The font of Texas Leaguer, um, which is fairly prominent on their cans. It is a very old, um, traditional style font that it just gives it a classic look. Yes. And so, Tuck, uh, how many points would you award the uh, the appearance of the can? I love the can. It stands out. Um, I love baseball. Uh, I love the knuckleball, the knucklebock. Uh, the whole thing. So I'm giving it a five. Jim? You know, I, I I like elements of this can. I like the font. I like, you know, the, the elements, some of the things you were talking about, how they're, they're sort of uniform, different elements of the same color family. But, uh, but I'm just not a fan of overall, the overall appearance. And when you put it all together, that uh, I'm going to give uh, Knucklebock a two. Really? Just for the can. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't see it. See, I think it stands out. But. How about, uh, well, let's move on to the look in the glass. Okay. So, how did uh, Knucklebock 
after we poured it, both the uh, the look in the glass, the the aroma, what stood out to you? Um, the the look in the glass was absolutely incredible to me. It was a very uh, dark caramel color. It looked amazing coming out of the can into the glass. Uh, to me, it had this this malty smell that that was very inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, I really it 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 I liked it. It it uh, I, I'm trying to think of the words, and I'm struggling, but um, it made me want to drink it. Um, Jim, what about you? You know, the first the like you mentioned, the first thing you notice about Knucklebach is it is a very deep deep amber. It is it is a phenomenal color. It's what I look for every time in a beer. If if I had you know didn't know what type I was I was receiving, and yet I saw that color, I'm I'm all in. Uh, the uh, the foam fairly minimal. Mm-hmm. It was a nice uh, nice tan color to match the uh, you know to match the amber appearance. The aroma for me, as I uh, right after I poured Knucklebach, I thought it was. Very, very minimal. I, I didn't get uh, many notes of any type of strong smell, whether it was caramel, maltiness. I didn't, I didn't pick it up. Now that maybe that's me, but I just it was sort of underwhelming. Now I will say I did get it, and then it did dissipate really quickly. Okay. Um, so, so what would you give it? You know, for the look in the glass, um, I was going to go with a five. I'm going to knock it down to a four just because it was missing just that little bit of added aroma, the added element to, to appeal to more than just the one sense, uh, which it did very well. But uh, I'm going to give it a four. I'm actually agreeing with you. Uh, I, I think it's a four. Um, it, it, it had the, uh, the look and everything I wanted. I would have liked the smell to last just a little bit longer. All right, let's move on to the taste. And this is the big one. Absolutely. Jim, what'd you think? You know, the taste was, uh, well, I was all over the place. Let's start with that. The The first taste, I was very, very impressed. And, and just for clarification, I had never had Knucklebock before. And upon the first sip, very, very, very good. Um a lot of caramel, a lot of maltiness to this uh, to this particular Bach. But then that sort of that first taste, that was the best taste. As I, I a couple things I noticed. Number one, that uh, as the pint glass is uh, slowly diminishing, that uh, as the beer warmed a little bit, it, it its quality of taste dramatically declined. Secondly, I would add that uh, sort of as the knucklebock lasted um, on your palate longer, that uh, sort of that aftertaste, that later on, those last notes on your on your palate, it also just, uh, it lingered, but it wasn't as good linger. Tuck, how would you describe it? Or did you see the same thing? I did, but I don't think I saw it as much as you did. Okay. Um, the, the maltiness, I just, the initial flavor, ice cold, it, it is malty, mm-hmm. it is, is warm, 
the color, the taste, all of it just matches so well. That first taste is is one of the best, I would say, just initial taste of any of the beers we reviewed. I would agree. But it does drop off. I wouldn't say dramatically. But there is, a, to me, it was a slight alcohol aftertaste. Right. Not on the first one. But after a little while, after the first few sips, about halfway through for me, um, it did start to get a little bit of an aftertaste. It wasn't unpleasant, but it wasn't to me that first taste, which was so out of this world mm-hmm. that it, it was a little bit, I don't want to say disappointing, but it wasn't, I wanted that first taste through the whole beer. See, I would probably go a step further. I, I think it was disappointing. Especially all the more so after the initial uh, taste of how the aftertaste is just, it's not the same. And it, it is uh, simply a disappointment. And, and so, Tuck, how many, uh, how many points would you award Knucklebock? If it was just on that first taste, I would give it a 10. But unfortunately, it, it did dr- have that drop off. I'm giving it a... Six. Okay. Jim? You know, I'm right there with you, actually. I think uh, that initial taste was more of a 9-10 for me. And then, you know, and, and I'm not a typically a fast drinker. It, it takes me a while to consume a beer. And so as the temperature increases of the of the beer after the pour, and, and then you add in the uh, the secondary taste on your palate, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Knucklebock a five. Okay. And I think and this is hard to explain, but it's almost like they hurt themselves by making the first taste of this so good. If it had been not quite as good, I think I would have given it a higher score. Does that make no, sense? No, that's, that's fair. I that understand. The disappointment. It is in part, in large part, because of the difference, the variance between the two. Yes. I, I don't know how to say this. If you could just drink one sip. Just get a 12-pack and you drink one sip and you would be like, this is the best beer. But um, um so uh that's five for you, six for me. Well, and let's go ahead and finish up. Yes, we should. Is Knucklebach, to what extent is Knucklebach a Texas beer? The can, just the dusty sepia toned, the name, uh baseball, baseball, Texas League. Um, it just, to me, it, it is a Texas beer. Um, I, I'm giving it a four on that. Uh, there's just so much about it that, that reminds me of Texas. It reminds me of going to the games. It reminds me of going to minor league games, uh, in these old ballparks, um, seeing some of these players. Like I said, I've been going since the early eighties to Texas league games. So, uh, to me, just maybe it's hitting on my nostalgia, but I'm giving it a four. And I'm, I'm, what about you? You know, that's a great term. Nostalgic. Uh, there's something nostalgic about the Texas League or can about just the name of the, of the company of the brewery. And, and I too, I'm going to award a four for, uh, just to what extent is Texas League or a Texas beer? It, uh, it hits a lot of those, it hits a lot of those boxes, um, that, uh, you want to see for to what extent it really embodies the state of Texas and from its taste to, but 
probably most importantly, the can. Then you talk about the baseball heritage. It, it just does it. It does it for me. It does. It does. For our second beer, we're reviewing Two Hopper, an IPA whose ABV is 6.4%, actually matching Knucklebock. Important difference, the IBU of Two Hopper is 67. Much, much more on the IBU. And in fact, they only had like two or three that had high IBUs. The rest of them were pretty... Uh, uh, low. They were much lower. Right. Um, you know, Tuck, we've we've reviewed several IPAs. Yes. But I don't know that we've ever really gone into well, what is an IPA? Could you briefly describe that for us? Yes. Um, and I think most people at this point know it's probably I would say right now, currently the most popular form of beer. Um, it was created in 19th century Great Britain by the uh, Indian. I just drew a blank on the name. The Indian India Company. You're a history teacher. You say what it is. <laughs> you you know the one I'm talking about. I do. I just want to hear you struggle some more. All I can think of is the Indian Holding Company, and I think I'm confusing Big Brother and the Holding Company. And the India... <laughs> Stop laughing and tell me what the name of... The... Anyway... The company that ran India for Great Britain uh, needed the people over there wanted beer, and so they began to overhop the beer so it could survive uh, long travel. The ocean voyage. The ocean voyage, and eventually um, it took off, and so it went over to all their colonies, and it took off in a lot of places. The American West Coast, it really became popular because in the Pacific Northwest, the the climate is perfect for growing hops which is why a lot of the hops that we use come out of washington idaho oregon yes and in fact the the original even 18th century craft beers uh anchor steam being one of the more famous ones they all started on the west coast and a lot of them were just overly hopped ales right um so that's just a general you know the ipa it's a pretty straightforward one and jim's not going to tell us the name of the company that i forgot let's let's go to we we poured um we poured uh two hopper what do you think about the can um i like the can um before we do jim i i played catcher you, i know you were a fielder if i was dealing with the two hopper something's gone horribly wrong so why don't you explain so a two hopper is it's the idea you're you're an infielder ideally a shortstop second baseman and a two hopper is it's one of the more difficult balls to field because a one hopper, it's just going to typically, it's well hit. It's going to have one bounce and into the fielder's glove, ideally. A two hopper, you get that first bounce and the second bounce. And now you don't know as that infielder, is it going to take a true hop? Is it going to do something a little different? And so it's a, the idea of the name is, is that it's a little bit more difficult. It's, you know, ideally, and, and the can is great. On the can, readily it says, the two hopper has just enough hops for an IPA, but still has an easy finish to make the, to make the out. And I, I like it. It's the, the Knucklebach was a sepia toned, and right. this one is, is green. Right. Uh, so with the, some of the, the sepia tone, again, it's the same color palette. Yes. But this one, they went with green for the hops. Um, it's a fielder, uh, cleanly making the play. 
Yes. I, I believe. Yeah. And, and what I like about it, and this is one thing, if you're, you're at a liquor store, you're at a grocery store, and the easiest way for me to tell that's a Texas Leaker uh, can is they're, all of their cans, to the best of my knowledge anyway, in recollection, all of their cans are single-toned, one color, but just different shades of that one color. And so the two hopper, as Tuck said, it's green. Different elements of green. And I like it. I like the can. Um, once again, it's uh, right up top, Texas Pastime. It has uh, Texas Leaguer in the same font um, here as opposed to the pitcher with a knuckle bock because it's a knuckle ball. That makes sense. Well, here, a two hopper, you're looking at a fielder, uh, an infielder, whether it's a shortstop, second baseman, third baseman, we don't know. It doesn't matter. But he's fielding a two hop ground ball. And so I like the can. It, it looks good. And something I neither one of us mentioned, they do make it look sort of like a baseball card, like an old, yes. very old baseball card, like the old Honus Wagner ones. It's squared off. I, I will say when I was looking for them, it was easy to find. Yes. You know, I was going through the liquor store, uh, large, you know, box liquor store where they had the singles and it was easy to find where the Texas leaguers were because so many bright colors, different kind of overwhelming and then you have these these simple yeah and for no better term it's it sort of looks like they're almost faded yes and it's eye-catching in the opposite way right. of all the other ones so I, I did like that and so how many points would you award the can I, i'm giving this one a five you're giving this one a five. yes i'm giving this one a five you know it's funny because in so many ways it resembles knucklebox and yet, I like it a little bit more. Maybe it's the difference between the greens versus the browns. But I, I'm going to award the the uh, the two hopper a three. Okay. For its the appearance of the can. All right. Let's move on to how did it look in the glass? What did you think when you poured it? First of all, it's a beautiful color. It's a dark, dark golden color. It's it's hazy. That's. Probably the first thing you notice right away that it's it's completely opaque, cannot see through it whatsoever. But uh, it had a medium foam that dissipated rather quickly. If you pour it correctly. yes, although it does have that 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 lingering kind of small yes. foam just right across the top. Right, looking at it right now, what's left you you can still see it. The smell. The smell is one of, also one of the first things you notice. It, it is a strong hoppy smell that. Uh, is not as uh, scary as it used no. to be, Tuck. I I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you're finally starting to appreciate this. And I will say this is a, a not as strong. I mean, it's a strong hop smell. Oh, but I've, yeah. I've but it's seen not flowers. overpowering. No. It, it's it's pleasant. It's it makes you you know appreciate the hops that are in there. You know what you're about to get. Yes. You smell it. You see it. And, and there should be no mystery at that point. Um, so on the look in the glass, the smell, what did, what did you want to give it? I'm going to award it a four. Okay. I, I really liked it. Um, like I said, I'm not nearly as intimidated by IPAs as uh, probably I was uh, a couple of years ago. And, and so, yes, you, you get the hops. You certainly have that aroma. It's, 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 not, it's there. It's very much present. And yet it's not overwhelming. And then with the color, the the pour, it looks phenomenal. Um, I'm also giving it a four. 
uh, for all the same reasons. It looks great. If you like IPAs, this one looks like everything you want. It's hazy. Right. It's golden. It's got a great foam. Because um, I poured mine right. I just want to yeah, say. I, I readily admit, I had a pour. Pour. Yes, it, it was, but we're still proud of you. Thank you. Um, but it, it uh, and by the way, I wouldn't have brought that up if you'd just tell me the name. East India Company. It's the East India Company. That's right, isn't it? Yes. I just thought of it. Okay. It took you a while. It did. I was about to go through all the books you have on your bookshelf. All right. Um, How about the, uh, most importantly, <laughs> the taste? How did Two Hopper taste, Tuck? Well, as one of us who who's always liked IPAs, I loved it. But that's important. Yes. You are an IPA guy, and this is a good IPA in your estimation. Yes, and it's one that I would actually recommend like to, to you, someone who doesn't always like IPAs, because it does have a strong hops flavor. It gives you the hop flavor, but then it... It fades, it mellows, it's, you can taste the, the grain, all the other things that make a good beer. And unlike the Knucklebock, it's got a great, great aftertaste. It's the same, it's consistent every sip. Yes. And it's, it's delicious. You know, I would completely agree um, with everything you said, probably just not as enthusiastically about it. Um, but that's, you know, where I'm at with IPAs. I think uh, what I liked most about it, you had that strong beginning. And then on a, I would say, I would almost characterize it as a steady rate of decline, how the flavor dissipates. And I really like that, that uh, it doesn't linger. It doesn't, uh, you know, you don't get something brand new at the end, kind of like we did with Knucklebox. Yes. But it just, it's slowly, consistently dissipates and just is fading away that's good it it, it, is. it left me rather satisfied even though it, you know it's still an ipa but it was good i and yes i agree wholeheartedly because that's one of the things that drives me crazy about these ipas that are super hopped all you get is the hops this one allowed you to taste everything and then it went away letting you be ready for the next great um taste and so, how many points do you award uh, the two hopper? I'm giving it. Oh, I'm so in between an eight and a nine. I'm giving it a nine. This is actually up there on my favorite IPAs. I need to actually sit down and. Yeah, we need to review what what has uh, met the level of a ten for you IPA wise. Uh, we do, and I need to figure that out too. That would be useful. Uh, but this one is definitely one that I'm going to use as a reference point. Okay. Because it's got the great hoppy taste at the beginning that does allow you to taste the other parts of the beer, which are just as important as the hops. The one thing that I would say that kind of, uh, I don't want to say annoyed, I like to know what hops are, like what hops are in it. Right. And I, I could not find it, um, but that's okay. I'm sure they use different ones. Um, and and sometimes they don't want people to know the different uh, combinations, uh, you know, proprietary reasons. But I, I would like to at least see kind of. No, hops, I understand. But yeah, that's more of a personal preference than a, oh, I'm not going to drink it because of that. Jim, what about you? What do you want to give it for taste? I would award Two Hopper a seven. Nice. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on there. Number one, you have to understand 
This is a seven from a guy that uh, IPAs are not my go-to. Um, but I think this is a good IPA that if you're not an IPA, you know, that's not your go-to type beer, that this is one you probably should try. It, it's certainly worth giving it a, a go and seeing what you think. Does it satisfy you? Does the initial, uh, does that initial taste just overwhelm? Um, for some, I'm certain it would, but if it doesn't, then I think you're going to be very satisfied with two hopper because it just, it does, it mellows and fades at a, a nice consistent pace. And it just leaves you in such a way that, uh, yeah, you're, you're satisfied with the, uh, with the beer. And so, yeah, I, I was pleased. All right. And finally, the big question, is it a Texas beer? This is a difficult question, Tuck. Uh, I'm just not. Uh, I'm not that convinced that IPAs are uh, too much of a Texas beer to begin with. I'll start there, and added to that, uh, you have the Texas League or cans, and so I'm. I'm really going to reward most of the points this uh, the two hopper receives. It's primarily based on the name of the brewery, and the appearance of the can, much more so than the taste of the beer itself. And so for that, I'm going to award uh, the two hopper, I'm going to award it a three. It's okay. just sort of middle of the road. I I, I get that. Um, ah, you almost had me convinced, but I'm still sticking with the four. The can, the to everything, the overall brewery, uh, it's, it's a Texas beer for me. Um, so, a little bit of a disagreement, nothing too much. So, are we ready to do the totals? Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. We're ready. Excellent. So, the first one that we did was the Knucklebuck. And before we start, I want to say that on the site label and name, originally I gave it a five. I'm going to go back. You, you, Your arguments slightly convinced me. Plus, after it's the Texas Leaguer, the... The green was just a little more pleasing, and so I just don't think they should be tied. So I'm going to actually drop the, the knucklebot down to a four instead of a five. Well, I need to math now, so hold on. Okay, we're good. So what I have for Knucklebock, you awarded Knucklebock an 18, and I awarded Knucklebock 15 points for a grand total of 33. Out of 50. Okay. And for our second beer, the two hopper. You uh, gave two hopper uh, 22 points out of 25, actually, Tuck. That's quite good. Yes, it is. And I awarded uh, the two hopper 17 for a grand total of 39. And I would say that's probably one of your highest rated IPAs we've done. Yes, it for, is. For you personally. Correct. And I think it is one of our higher rated IPAs. IPAs. Yes. So um, I guess the takeaway is... The IPA's really good. The Knucklebuck, that first sip, is worth it. And then after that, go to the IPA. Good. But um, overall, I love this brewery. Uh, maybe it's just my love of baseball uh, and beer. But uh, this is one, actually, I tend to have a few of these different kinds in my fridge at all times. Uh, just they're, they're a fun brewery. I, I want to get down to Missouri City, which... 
I have to figure out where it is exactly. I know it's near Houston, but I, I'm south not... South of Houston. South of Houston. And I, I would definitely want to go there and try it, especially on a Friday, try some of their new stuff. And I think, I, I honestly want to say, my guess is the Knucklebock would be even better. Oh, in fresh person. from Yes, in person. Yes. So, uh, any final thoughts? No, no, Chuck. I think you summed it up very well. So, till next time, folks. Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast, and friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget, we need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well, for they're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) 